0: Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers lose a tough one in Miami. Did they lose Anthony Davis too? That's next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked on Lakers the first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts, always free, never going to be behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with uh, over 21,000 subscribers to the channel, all of whom are going to be a little bit annoyed and upset and maybe slightly concerned, uh, both about the Lakers at one game under five hundred and an injury to Anthony Davis um, left the game in the second half of the 108-107 loss to the heat in Miami that would with what was initially described uh, as I saw it as a as a hip spasm Andy then I actually saw it phrased as a groin spasm, which I was concerned uh, quite frankly that I'm not mature enough to talk about on a podcast, so. Uh, maybe we stick to hip spasm instead, because that
1: keeps us on safer ground. Well, that's actually what they're calling it. So for the time I, being, I, I just I, I know I'm just We all you... saw the same reports, Andy. Well, the, the majority of the reports and what seems to be the official report right now is Hip spasms, So we, we can we can all remember the brief period where this show was not safe
0: for work. <laughs> um, do want to let people know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, make every moment more. Right now, new customers will get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's hundred and fifty bucks uh, if your team wins. So visit, visit fanDuel.com/slash locked on. To get started, so we'll uh, we'll catch up on the Anthony Davis injury. He, th- he seemed pretty confident after the game, Andy, that he'd be ready to play um, perhaps as soon as Wednesday. The entire NBA taking off today uh, because it is election day uh, across the country. A lot of off-year elections taking place. If you happen to be somewhere where one is taking place, please go vote. Um, but uh, even if he doesn't play Wednesday in Houston, it doesn't sound initially like it will be a long-term problem. But we'll get back to that in a second. Uh the game though, Andy, 108-107, the Lakers lose in Miami. Um, in what on the surface seems like a gutsy, gritty, understandable loss. But then under the hood a little bit, it, it's another one on the ledger of these games that they've starting to pile up where you're like, Man,
1: I could have I could have had that one, you know. Yeah, the last Two-ish minutes Two ish minutes of the and 17 game, seconds. Andy, yeah, nobody <laughs> scored on either team. The Lakers um, took all threes down the stretch, all misses. I think they could have looked for better looks. Not that the threes themselves were bad looks, but it just seemed like they weren't looking for anything other than threes. And you know, on one hand. You could argue that you can't complain when you know professional shooters like Austin Reeves get a wide-open three. They should be able to hit that. The flip side is when you've got somebody like LeBron or you've got somebody like Austin Reeves or somebody like Christian Wood who was starting to come alive in, in a big way in the second half. Christian Wood was actually quite good in the second half of this game when they really needed him down Anthony Davis – I just feel like you could have tried to mix it up a little bit more. And, you know, this was this was indicative, I, I think, also, too, against, um, I believe it was Orlando. They had a stretch where it felt like they got impatient. Oh, yeah, it, it was against Orlando. Like, in the last, like, there's about maybe four or five minutes left in, in the game before Darvin eventually just emptied the bench. The Lakers started getting impatient, I thought, looking for – I want to say a knockout because they would have been still behind, but looking to try to get back into the game quicker than they needed to. And I, you know, there were a lot of people I saw at Cam brothers on Twitter yelling that the final shot went to Cam Reddish uh, in the corner. He missed that, you know, why were you drawing that up for Cam Reddish? I seriously doubt they were, you know, why was Cam Reddish on the floor because the Lakers were down Pretty much everybody other than Max Christie, because Anthony Davis got injured, D'Angelo Russell, we will talk about this, got ejected in absolutely the worst, most irresponsible fashion, just flat out. We'll discuss it later. But, you know, D'Angelo Russell would have been a really nice option to have out there. If D'Lo had not been
0: ejected, because it it wasn't in the flow of play. The final possession wasn't, it was out of a timeout. Drawn up. It was not there. Was Cam Reddish wouldn't have been on the floor, D lo no. would have been on
1: the floor for Cam Reddish, right? And um, you know, I saw he people more shooters, right? And you know, I've seen some people saying that it should have been Max Christie instead of Cam Reddish. Which, look, if you want to say that Christie you believe in more as a shooter overall than Reddish, that's fine. And I don't look, I can see, I, the I'm argument, sure, that. I mean, if I if but. but Christie is currently shooting fourteen percent from behind the arc this season, and played pretty badly in this game. He just he hasn't played much. He hasn't shot the
0: ball much, and to stick the guy who's been sitting, you know, for that long, and then for the last possession of the game, when he is not, it's not like you're taking, you know. Yeah, pick you know, pick a pick a, a deadeye three-point shooter, a guy whose job it is. No, you're not you know, putting Luke Connard in cold. Correct. You know, somebody like that who like can come off the bench cold, JJ Reddick or something like that, and go hit a three-pointer. That's not Christie's. Not, Christie isn't that guy. And so you are really running out of dudes at that point. And so, you know, reddish. In theory, could have swung it to Tory and Prince. There wasn't a lot time. of time, though. <laughs> there was enough, I think, to make that. But the flip side is he is wide open. And look, the reason he was wide open is because if you watch the play, um, the short side corner, they rotate. I think it was Kyle Lowry rotated out. They made a good play. Um, I think it was Jimmy Butler. Dropped back as LeBron was penetrating and made sure that the pass back to Prince. Keep in mind, LeBron can make any pass from any angle. So it doesn't matter where guys are standing. You know, they cut off the pass to Torian Prince. Miami is a smart team. They left Reddish open at, when they collapsed on LeBron for a reason. It was not an accident that their defense, when they collapsed on LeBron, allowed Reddish to be open. Somebody's going to be open in that situation because you want to make sure LeBron doesn't um have the, the, the empty drive. But, and the other thing, too, really mean, quick, it, was wide, it was a wide open yeah. corner three. And I, I'm not, a, I mean, nobody, it's not a mystery, people watching this show. I'm not a big fan of Cam Reddish. And I don't think he's played great when Darvin, you know, Darvin talked him up after the game. I love what Darvin said about him. um I love that he was supporting him. Love that he called him. I you know, said so they wouldn't have been in this situation without his, you know, brilliant defense and all these, and I, I don't care how much of it's true or not. Pick the kid up, you know. Support him. You're going to need him over the next few games anyway. You don't have enough players. Uh, and the fact that a lot of that isn't true, I don't have to agree with him. But like, he's a professional basketball player, and he's standing alone in the corner. That is a pretty good shot, and they didn't really have an alternative to it. Yeah, and it is not the, what Darwin drew up in the in the huddle.
1: No, the, like the last what's, thing. I what's
0: designed? LeBron, make sure you get the ball out of your hands and get it
1: to Cam Reddish. No the, so. the last thing I would I would say just in terms of the the idea of maybe he could have swung it swung it back to, to Torian it, I, even I, I'm if not criticizing him for not doing oh, it, I know you're not shot. But I'm I know you're not I'm just saying even if you want to make that argument from there though you have no time to possibly get a rebound if you miss like it, so it's it's bad options either way what really would have been a better option again we will get to this D'Angelo Russell out on the court instead of in the locker room. It, you know, but they went, you know, the the exact sequence and
0: you referenced it over the last two nineteen. it was a LeBron missed three, a LeBron offensive foul, a Reeves missed three, another missed three from Reeves. And then the, the reddest shot. The only one that you look at and you say that was a bad shot was, I think the one it was, it was the first Reeves missed three. Not where he had to sort of reset. Mm -hmm. Um, but that one, I think, you know, to some degree, some of these misses, whether it's LeBron or Reeves, were a function of fatigue. I mean, LeBri- Reeves played forty minutes in this game, and um, was quite good. Exactly. Reeves was and let's, very let's, good let's, in this game. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, the the Anthony Davis injury. Um, it appears the Lakers have dodged a bullet there, but. Uh, We'll see how they treat it on Wednesday because you don't want to turn a one-game thing into a five-game thing. So that's next.
1: Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and you can celebrate this NFL season relish in it with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. So $150 in bonus bets if your team wins that $5 money line bet. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff. The app is really easy to use. All the options right there at your fingertips. And of course, NBA props you can bet on. Um, LeBron is currently a 50 to 1 bet to win MVP. Tonight's game certainly didn't hurt his cause. Le- Anthony Davis, 31 to 1. Anthony Davis now 8 to 1 for Defensive Player of the Year, the tri leader along with Reigning defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Evan mobley of the Cavs. AD, by the way, moving up that list. Austin Reeves, 43 to 1 for most improved player. Christian Wood, 34 to 1 for six man of the year. And Rui Hachimura, gave Vincent tied at 51, 50 to 1 for that honor. So visit fanduel.com/slash locked on. Enjoy the NFL season and just sports with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL.
0: Um, obviously, you know the, the the final two shots, Andy, are a bit of a disappointment for Reeves. Uh, you know, the second one, it you know, was just it was a really clean, good look. Robert Ory on the uh, Lakers post game show on Spectrum Sportsnet, um, even you know he he wanted the Lakers to get to the ball uh, bucket a little more. Um, so did I. Yeah, no, no, I I understand, and you know, but that even he was like, you know, that that is a shot you have to take. Like it was a it, off the screen and roll in rhythm, a guy who was an a, a very good shooter. Um, you know that's that's an in-rhythm shot that you you really do need to take. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I think if you're looking for good signs coming out of this, I think given the you know the second half of oh, which game was it the, the Clippers he, the Clippers game where he played well, um, and then the you know the the Orlando game where he was one of the only players on the floor that played well, and then uh, Monday night. Uh, Reeves went for a near triple double: twenty-three points, nine of fourteen from three uh, from the floor, three of eight from three-point range. Unfortunately, it was three of six until the last last minute of play. Um, Ten rebounds, nine assists. He had four turnovers, a couple of which were pretty bad cross-court passes that you just shouldn't make. But overall, he, I think it's like he looks like Austin Reeves again. I, I yeah. am no longer concerned uh, about that. Whatever the problem was. He is playing like he ought to be.
1: and so that's something to like. Yeah, in particular, I really like three offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. and at least two off the top of my head, I remember led directly to second chance points for the Lakers. and you know one of one of them was Reeves flying like really, just flying through for a putback dunk. He just he seemed really lively in this yeah. game. From start to finish in a way that he had been trending towards this, like you said, Brian, but this was the first game that from start to finish, yeah, he was I thought Austin Reeves looked like Austin Reeves. And yeah. as you mentioned, that's a welcome sign. It also, too, because we've talked about this a lot, not a coincidence that Reeves looking like Reeves led to the Lakers not having to start the second quarter down a billion points. <laughs> that's what we were talking about this for for yesterday's show. It was like Part
0: of part of the problems with the slow starts and part of the you know, the, is, is just because Reeves has been so bad. And part of the you know, the the reason that the the Reeves Russell combination this year is so deep underwater when it was so good last year. Obviously, Jared Vanderbilt plays a role in that. It's different defensive combination
1: and other stuff and 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 all that. But part of his Torian just... Prince by the way, for, uh in case people didn't know was back in the yes, lineup played. tonight. He started Cam Reddish slid back to the bench.
0: Um and played pretty well. You know, it was uh, yeah. 9 points 4 of 9 from three uh from the floor, uh 1 of 4 from three point range. Broadly speaking, uh the Lakers did a better job on the glass. They did a better job in terms of Of staying connected to the game from the beginning, but um, just overall, it's one of these games where it's like if you take it in isolation, no Vanderbilt, no Hachimura, no Gabe Vincent, you lose Anthony Davis for the second half of the game. Anthony Davis again said this was a you know a kind of a there was a hip spasm, a groin spasm. It's all kind of they all kind of refer to the adductor. He talked about the adductor muscle. AD says he's going to play on Wednesday. I don't he know said if it, he will. He, he said, said it
1: very yeah. confidently, very definitively. He and said he's not worried about this at all. Until he wakes up the next
0: morning, you know, the next day or two and it actually still feels that good, I'll wait, but at the very least he maybe he misses the Houston game, which we'll talk about as something that um could be, you know, a little more problematic than it seemed before. Houston boat raced Sacramento on Monday night, and are are not looking nearly as terrible as a lot of people thought that they 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 could. Um, it doesn't sound like this is a three week injury. They didn't take him off the bench. They actually let him try to go back into the game. He didn't go back into the locker room for tests right away, all that stuff. If it you know it if it if he doesn't play Wednesday, he's probably back on the floor Friday. Like it's like it's not.
1: I think the Lakers appear to have dodged a bullet at least right now. Yeah, it was it was interesting when when AD got hurt. It was he was attempting a spin move against some contact. He lost the ball, went down trying to recover it and pass it off and he looked really awkward after that. And you know, his body language before checking into the game looked just miserably uncomfortable and I I was hoping that that was me just reading too much into the 5 seconds of a TV broadcast that they happened to show but it wasn't the case. that his He tried twice in the third quarter to stay into the game. And th- the first stint, he truly could not move. Like, he really just looked immobile. Took him out. Then he came back in and for a couple minutes looked better. Still not great. And, you know, someone pointed out on Twitter to us uh, at Cam Brothers that AD's stretch of testing this out actually hurt them. That's actually a part where they really fell behind in the game. And, you know, look, there's some truth to this. It's a double-edged sword. Like they were really playing four on five during this period where AD was out on the court. And look, given who AD is, if AD doesn't attempt to go back in, he's going to get crushed by fans for being soft. And here we go again and street clothes and all the other BS. But the truth is the period where he was trying to play, it was admirable. It's what you want to see from your leader, but it actually right. did kind it, of hurt it, the
0: team. It, it's it, That's sort of the bad luck of, of a game like this where, you know, the flip side is they don't have enough players for him. Yeah, I'm not being if critical. He thinks, right, if he make, he can try, he needs to
1: try. Yeah, I'm I want to make sure with... it's clear. I'm not being yeah. critical of AD at all. I'm just saying the reality is it hurt. And then,
0: yeah. I mean, the it, it's right. just, it's, it's, it's just a bummer because you know you look at this game and the Lakers held Miami scoreless over the last two seventeen, and Miami was trying real hard to give the Lakers an opportunity to win the game, and they <laughs> they they really did, and you know, Lakers you know, played good defense, they rotated hard, they did all kinds of good stuff, mm-hmm. and you you see this and and you look at the the game and it's like yeah could have had that one it's the 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 the, or the the game the sacramento game in sacramento ah oh, could have had that one and they're not bad losses in the sense that you lost a game to a bad team i think they've only played one bad game so far of the 7 and that was saturday in orlando that was they just played a bad game that was really bad um orlando doesn't suck that was they still played bad no they game. were atrocious I mean, they were game. really bad um, but, the, I mean, look, that's going to happen. Good teams play bad games. But what makes the the this game now on Wednesday a little trickier is you're still down a bunch of guys. You know, I don't know if Hachimura is going to be back. Gabe Vincent certainly won't, and Vanderbilt won't. Um, you know,
1: you're 3-4, and four, and Houston – Oh, Jackson – we forgot to mention, Jackson are, Hayes didn't play tonight.
0: Yes, correct. Thank you for, for pointing that out. And I don't know if he's going to be available on Wednesday – um you're 3 and 4. You're at the front end of a of a of a long road trip. You're now going to play Houston who you know are off to a pretty good start. Um you know and like I said, just annihilated um the the uh the Kings on Monday who are a good team. Uh they've beaten now the Kings twice. Um and it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a frightening place to be where you can start looking at it and going oh we we could be 3 and 5 if you know Vadey doesn't play or we're still down all these guys and then you go to phoenix on friday um who uh by all reports could have bradley beal back um and this sort of they may not have devin booker they might not, might not but you know they might have beal um so it, it we're into that dicey space that I think we were all... Thankfully, re- they will have Yusef Nurkic
1: because he's been awful for them. <laughs> he's been horrible. One can only hope. They did not spoiled. like that trade when it happened. <laughs> and uh, so but let's so talk... Like let, let, for
0: those people who are upset that Cam Reddish was on the floor taking that last shot... Um, you could blame darvin ham for i guess not playing max christie that's not how uh we're doing it the other guy you could blame is d'angelo russell who was uh already in the locker room because he'd been thrown out of the game so let's talk about that next
1: locked on lakers is brought to you by jace medical and for the last few years with the pandemic various natural disasters other unforeseen emergencies have taught us anything. It's that you have to expect the unexpected. All of a sudden, there can be supply chain shortages for medications, and then you're unable to get medications in a timely manner. And the solution is the Jace case, a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical now allows you to customize your Jace case with dozens of add on medications for your family's specific needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In the recent efforts, they've included ivermectin an anti parasitic medication for conditions like scabies and lice. You can also buy a gift card for your family or for your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own go to jacemedical.com enter the code locked on at the checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com uh
0: he you know it wasn't his best game of the season andy um but it probably would have been handy to have the uh the option of d'angelo russell uh, around for the for the uh for the that last part of the game um might not mean, hurt.
1: look third he was Six of 10 from the field for 13 points, six assists, a block, th- three turnovers. I agree with you. It wasn't the best game Delo played. It wasn't well, not the yeah, worst game. It was I was going to say, it wasn't the worst game he had played either. And either way, he is a better three-point shooting option or a better facilitating option if you're trying to, say, get the ball to Torian Prince in a timely manner or somebody else. He is better at doing all of those, those things, things. <laughs> then either Max Christie or Cam Reddish, who were at this point, the only options for Darvin Ham, LeBron was running the play. Austin Reeves was spaced out. Torian Prince was spaced out. Christian Wood was down low in rebounding position in case of a miss, which you absolutely need to do with him there. So at that point you're down to either Reddish or Christie You can argue amongst yourselves which one you would have preferred. The truth is, neither was a great option. D'Angelo Russell ends up getting ejected in this game. It wasn't clear exactly what he was upset about. There was a sequence where he was running a pick-and-roll with Christian Wood, passed it off. It turned into a turnover. He was yelling at the refs in a timeout after Miami had scored off that turnover he was really hot, really animated. Like Jackson Hayes was actually trying to pull him away. And then when they came back in the broadcast, cause it'd been a timeout, we learned that D had been ejected after the game. D was asked what he said. And he said that he quote would rather not. I'd rather not when asked what he said, you know, and he said he, he kind of implied that he was still trying to figure out exactly what he did to get ejected, uh, you know, Darvin Ham talked after the game about how he thought the refs were pretty inconsistent in this game, that they lost control of the game. Like he specifically mentioned the crew chief not having control of this game. I will say right now, the refereeing in this game was atrocious. Just straight up, it was bad. So I get why Darvin and dilo LeBron, who talked after the game, granted he was asked about this. He didn't bring it up on his own, but he was asked about not getting to the line, certain calls, whatever. Like this was a badly officiated game. I tweeted out at Cam Brothers a still of a sequence where Jimmy Butler had LeBron's arm literally like pinned to his body, pinned, pinned into his body, and LeBron's like got his arm out, like a little help. Like, looking at the refs, like, hello? Super sneaky vet trick.
0: And then, like,
1: all for a foul. Hello? That being said, though, you have to keep your composure. And D'Lo needed to shut the hell up. He just did. Like, this, the team was already down AD and, like, half the roster. You cannot get ejected there no matter how in the right you are. Period. Full stop. Correct. That is the correct answer. And it,
0: I, 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 I I had a trouble figuring out like exactly what was said because he wasn't like in he wasn't like shrieking at the referee, it wasn't like screaming at them. He didn't grab a, a camera from the baseline and a you know, photographer and show it to them. Um, but once you get teed up the first time, you in this context, just have to shut up, can't say another word because your presence is more important than getting you know, your feelings off your chest. Um, and I don't know if he deserved to get thrown out. I don't know if it was uh, the referees as a group just got super-duper big rabbit ears. And it, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You just can't get tossed in that situation. Whatever you have to do, you cannot... Pick up that second T. Certainly not for something like that. You know, you pick up a flagrant because you have to in the flow of play, and now you're ejected. Okay, fine, but it can't be for yapping. No. Um, so I mean, you and I are are pretty big defenders of of Russell, um, and you know the the to say the least, the trade D'Lo folks are, <laughs> are 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 out and about on social media. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take it. It doesn't take much. I mean, dude. <laughs> no, had, it does not. <laughs> dude had what, like twenty seven the other night. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he's he's played pretty well this year. Um, but you know, it just takes the slip. people just don't like him, and he is the he is this year's guy who is going to get blamed whenever anything goes wrong. It will be about D'Angelo Russell if he had just done something different or better or whatever. But in this case, Andy, he
1: actually deserves. The criticism, You know, it's funny too, like we've talked before about how, you know, D'Lo, first of all, he's just an interesting guy to cover. Like he's mm-hmm. a very interesting personality and he's a really bright guy. And as immature as he was when he entered the league, we've talked before about, you know, like Julius Randle was a young 19. I mean, uh, Julius Randle was a very mature 19, like Brandon Ingram seemed like 31 when they drafted him at 18. D'Angelo Russell was an immature 19. like A (laughs) nine-year-old. Right. But you could always tell that he was very smart. Mm -hmm. And he's like a thinker. But he's also a thinker that doesn't always, I think, think out the context, like the full picture of how what he's saying will be received. Or he doesn't care. Read the room. What you're saying is he does not read the room. Because afterwards, he was asked about just sort of the adversity that the team is going through right now, you know, being down – three and four in their record. They're on the road missing half the team. You know, we still don't know exactly what's going to happen with Anthony Davis, who also it should be noted too. And I thought this was great. He said that despite playing, he's averaging like 40 something minutes a game. He said that his body feels great. Like right now, like he really feels. Yeah. He was, great. he started to be, he was asked, you know, do you think it's,
0: you know, cause he's leading the, the, the league in minutes right now. Yeah. Cause the Lakers have played two overtime games and, um, are short guys and all that kind of stuff. Um, He 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 stopped. He knew what the question was, and he stopped it before it was even out. I think it was Mc McMenamin at ESPN was asking him perfectly legitimate question, by the way, um, and cut it off. He's like, no. And six games in, you know, this is the seventh game of the season. I don't think he's lying. I don't think you can attribute this to wear and tear. I think it's bad luck. um, You know, but.
1: Hopefully it's not too bad. But anyway, D'Lo was asked about just the adversity that they're going through right now. And he said, quote, this is the adversity we need as a group. With guys out, with all the nonsense going on, we still had a chance. That's all you could ask for. And said, you know, unfortunately we didn't win this game, but there's still some positives to gain from this one. He's correct globally in the sense of things that you can take from this loss, from where they are right now, the things that led to this loss... He is correct that the Lakers put up one hell of a fight in this game, shorthanded on the road, you know, then missing guys they didn't expect to be missing, even knowing half the team was out. Yes, like this is adversity that you can build off and I think is often valuable for a team. But part of the nonsense that happened in this game was you. (laughs) Like you were actually, D'Lo, part of the nonsense I realize you were asked the question, but just not a great reading of the room. <laughs> like it just, it just isn't. And this is something we've talked about before that can be infuriating with Delo from the perspective of a lot of fans. But I think also very fascinating if you're just studying a player while covering it. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's just this, the
0: way this season evolves is going to be, you know, it, it, the, it, it, it was, it's a little, you know, a little powish in some ways too. You know, people will like, it, would, it was sort of when they felt good about the Lakers, pow was awesome and a great asset when they felt bad about the Lakers. This guy's soft and he sucks. And I'm not putting Russ on the level of power. Saul as a hall of famer, mm-hmm. but it's just the vibes. We're, we're talking about vibes here. Um, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. The Lakers with a, a challenging game ahead of them against the Houston Rockets who have, uh, played some good games, at least against the Sacramento Kings, and uh, have a lot of talent that is now bolstered by um, actual veterans. Uh, you know, Dylan Brooks played pretty well for them so far this season. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. The Lakers may or may not be with uh, Anthony Davis. We will hopefully learn a little bit more about that um, before the game on Wednesday for, you know, for tomorrow's show. Um, but we'll see. Um, but they will not be. They will not have Hachimura they will not have uh vincent do we know definitively they won't I'm have pretty vincent. sure that the I think these got. I think like you still have you need uh, uh, let me rephrase I, my understanding is i don't think they will because i think there's a process you have to go through before you can be cleared but maybe he's further along in that than i thought or maybe i'm confusing him i mean he's football. he's traveling with the team so that's right but been able to f- i could be confusing this with football he might be back but right. Vincent certainly won't be, and Vanderbilt won't be. So they, and we don't they, know about Jackson Hayes. We don't know about Hayes. So they're they're going to be a little bit shorthanded regardless. It could be a lot shorthanded, and if Anthony Davis doesn't play, really a lot shorthanded um, in a game that now, again, not a must-win, but you don't want to be 3-5. and five. Well, on the
1: bright side, at least, D'Lo likely didn't get himself suspended.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's end on an optimistic note. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with uh, over 21,000 subscribers to the channel. Uh, We will see everybody on Wednesday.